Hello everyone, Lee Arnold here with Country Music Conversations, and this week I'm delighted to share my visit with Crystal Gale. Crystal has had an exceptional career that began around 1970, and 53 years later and still counting, she's still performing and recording and entertaining audiences wherever she goes. Crystal personifies elegance, sophistication, and class. But before we start this conversation, here are a few words from our sponsor. Country Music Conversations with Lee Arnold's podcast is made possible by our sponsor, MarketSmith, Inc., the digital media agency that's been growing brands like Toomey, Shark Ninja, New Jersey Lottery, PSE&G, Blue Mercury Cosmetics, and Dick Sporting Goods. You know what makes this agency so good at what they do? Because simply being a marketing agency is no longer enough. Solution-based, problem-solving, and ever-evolving, they create enduring value for DTC and B2B brands by opening up and growing marketing channels. Their patented AI offerings, informed by human intelligence, allow them to act with agility and intellect. I was speaking with the CEO not too long ago, and she was saying they take on clients who know who they are, who want to grow, and clients that know what they want. These big brands choose MarketSmith because they want to merge with a partner who'll make them exceptional and an agency that will grow their revenue. Digital marketing is not easy, but MarketSmith, Inc. knows when to make the media dollars work hard for their clients. You have a brand you want to grow? Well, contact MarketSmith.com and tell them Lee Arnold sent you. Crystal's the youngest of seven brothers and sisters, the most famous being her sibling, Loretta Lynn. She's best known for her 1977 hit and signature song, Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue. When she began her career, she had the same management and record company as Loretta. Then she decided on another approach, and she signed with United Artists and began recording with producer Alan Reynolds. Her new sound was country pop, which was the trend by several country artists back in the 70s, appealing to a much wider audience. Crystal became one of the most successful crossover artists in the 70s and the 80s. The hits kept coming, like Ready for the Times to Get Better, Talking in Your Sleep, When I Dream, and the duet with Eddie Rabbit, You and I. Crystal has always had the insight and ability to stretch out musically. She's recorded inspirational albums and even a few albums featuring American popular standards. Crystal also, for a few years, owned a fine art shop called Crystal's Fine Gifts and Jewelry. Crystal's won one Grammy Award and has been nominated for several others through the years. She's also won five ACM Awards, including the Cliffy Stone Pioneer Award in 2016. Add to that two CMA Awards and three American Music Awards. Rolling Stone magazine ranked her among the best of country singers, and CMT has listed her as one of the 40 greatest women in country music. 
She has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and was inducted as a member of the Grand Ole Opry in 2017. The one award which has eluded her all these years is induction into the Country Music Hall of Fame, which she is certainly worthy of. How did she get the name Crystal Gale when she was born Brenda Gale Webb? When she signed her first recording contract with Decca Records, they insisted she change her name. They already had a Brenda, Brenda Lee. One day, she and Loretta were driving in Nashville, and they saw a sign that said, Crystal Fast Foods. She turned to Crystal and said, That's your name. Crystals are bright and shiny, just like you. And the rest, as they say, is history. She also collaborated on a series of duets with Gary Morris, including Making Up for Lost Time, which went to number one. On the personal side, Crystal has been married to her high school sweetheart, Bill Gatsimos, for 52 years, and they have two children, Catherine and Christus, and she's a proud grandmother of two grandchildren. I've had the pleasure of interviewing her many times throughout the years. This conversation took place in 1989, and we discussed a few topics, including the stories behind her hits, how she met Bill, her husband, how Anna Reynolds, her producer, mentored her, and much more. Here now is Crystal Gale. Lee Arnold backstage on Crystal Gale's bus at Jamboree in the Hills and a repeat performance for Crystal. I guess it's been about three years since you were here, Crystal. It has been, and I can't believe it. Time just goes by so fast. And the kids grow up so fast, including Christus and Catherine, who are with you on this trip. Yeah, they're not babies anymore. <laughs> they are growing. Catherine is uh, uh, going to be five real soon, and Chris is not quite two and a half. Now, any sibling rivalry there, we were talking about it. He, he's the little brother, and she's the big sister. Well, you know, in, in the beginning, Catherine, you could give her things and do things with her that you know, he really didn't know what was going on. Now it's, if you're going to give her something, you better give him something. <laughs> or he's going to take what she she got. <laughs> I understand that she wants to be on stage. She's maybe following in the footsteps of mom here. You know, she she loves the, the stage. She loves going out there and dancing around. And, and uh, she'll sing on Rocky Top. We do that a lot. And she loves singing it. And, you know, in the future, if she really wants to get into the business and she... Um, has the talent to, I'll help her in any way. Great. Uh, I understand there's an interesting story. I understand. Christus, did Loretta mention the name that he should be named Crisco <laughs> at one time? No, she didn't tell me that. <laughs> she probably said it to somebody. Yeah, his name's Christos after his grandfather. <laughs> but it seems so, you know, logical because she does all the Crisco commercials. I never even thought of that. I'll, I'll ask her, and I'm sure she said it. Speaking about Loretta, you know, the years have gone by. Loretta has had your, her career. You've had your career. She was very helpful to you in the beginning when you started out. Is there any plans down the line that you two might get together to do duets sometime? You know, we have talked about this for um, several years, of going in and doing an album. And recently, Loretta announced that she wanted to do uh, something like that, and I would love to get it together, and it's just so hard to, to get Loretta in town to stay there to do it. When her off time, she's Hawaii, yeah, or exactly. <laughs> general <Mexico>. blamer. <laughs> but um, I really wish we could get it together, and, and hopefully in the near future, we will. 
I understand in your career that several things have happened. They've been so good for you all throughout the years. And, of course, family is so important to you. It's so refreshing to see in country music someone like yourself was so family-oriented with both husband and children, taking Chris and also Catherine on the road with you. And Bill is with you constantly since he's your manager. You go back a long time. How did you first meet him? It was almost like a childhood romance, wasn't it? It actually uh, was the last couple years of high school. Bill had transferred in from a country school uh, to the city school, which, you know, our, our city was about 14,000, so <laughs> it was country, too. But that's where I met him and um, started dating, and then he went on to college. And uh, then while he was in college is when we got married. A love at first sight. Basically. <laughs> and it's worked out ever since. That's wonderful. The career has been going very well. You're doing television commercials. You were recently doing a Chic commercial, I understand. This was a print ad. We did an ad for the Chic Razors. And we had a, a great time doing it. Um, Matthew Ralston was a photographer. And he's such a, a good photographer to work with. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do this. You know, they, they, I think they have a campaign with other people uh, within the, the public that they're doing, and I think they run mine for so many months, and then they'll start someone else. But uh, I thought it was, I felt honored that they wanted to use me. What's coming up with a record career? Any plans, new releases coming, a new album in the works? My new album is coming out at the end of August called Nobody's Angel. My new single will be out in a couple weeks at the end of uh, July, and it's called Nobody's Angel. The title cut of the album. Yeah, the title cut, and we're fixing to... Uh, shoot a video for that in Arizona. And I, I'm looking forward to getting that together. The song was written by Karen Brooks and Randy Sharp. And actually, Karen had it on one of her albums uh, back. And it's, it's a great song. It's just got the, the writing in it, the lyrics. is just wonderful. Anything else you're excited about in the album? How does this one differ? Did Jim and Norman produce this? Actually, this was uh, Eric Prestige production. Jim Ed... Uh, had a small hand in it, uh, but Eric Prestige, who has uh, done a lot of editing, a lot of um, of mixing on, on a lot of the stuff that uh, Jamed works with, but he turned the rain, reins over to Eric, and I'm really happy and very proud of, of what he has done. It is a different sound than uh, a lot of my past albums, and, uh, and, I, and I really owe that to Eric. Uh, he's put a lot of things on it that... Um, other producers in the past haven't and it's it's an album full of different things one of the the songs on the album which is a, a really great song is called tennessee nights and the four sisters sing harmony on it and then another song uh was written by dennis lecourier of dr hook and he also sings on it with me which it's a fun song uh, you got to hear that one that's wonderful. So you, you're probably very excited about this. This is a different Crystal Gale and probably a, you're stretching out a little bit in this album, whereas, you know, a lot different than the ones before. It's stretching out in, in uh, maybe a, a, a little turn of styles. You know, it's still got the ballads, the basic Crystal Gale. Uh, the song with Dennis is, is a stretch in a different direction. And Tennessee Nights is another style that um, I'm real happy to be a part of. I'm just excited about the whole project. If we're talking Crystal Gale, if we're talking Crystal Gale music, we have to talk about some of the all-time great hits, which are really part of your life and part of your show each and every night, wherever you appear, whether it's Jamboree in the Hills or anywhere else in the United States, Vegas or Atlantic City, wherever. And Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue is probably one of the most recognizable signature songs of any artist. Oh, definitely. That's a song that I'm so glad I was a part of. And they don't come around that often. Yeah. To me, that song said so much and so little. 
that I feel that's why it was as big because it wasn't a big production. It was very simple. You know, there's some strings on it. But we went in the studio and it was like the second take. Or the, actually, the first take, we recorded it twice, but we used the first take. You know, you, you uh, run through it before you turn the machine on, uh, and, but it, um, everything just fell into place. It was a magic moment. And part of the magic moment was Alan Reynolds, who was your producer at the time, who really had a feel for the kind of songs that Crystal Gale really could be showcased on that showed her to her best advantage vocally. Alan, uh, when I first got with Alan, he was someone I never thought I'd find in Nashville. He had a lot of thoughts that were in the same line of myself. We went in there. He pulled a lot of things from me. Um, I was very shy when I came to town. He opened me up and um, wanting my own opinions of things, wanting me to be a part of that record than just the singer, which later on I always thought that he probably wanted me to be quiet. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we did a lot of good things together. And, and I think in the future we'll be working together uh, on some other things. We uh, are still good friends, you know, uh, have lunch and just right. as often as we can. Right, right. That's terrific to hear because usually when people part, usually it's on a very not so amicable basis, usually with producers or an association like that with the record company. But it's refreshing to hear that you're still friends and things might go on. You might hear some things you'll be doing in the future. Another one of the great moments you had was a song called When I Dream, a Sandy Mason classic. Definitely. Sandy went into the heart to write that song. When I heard that song, I knew I wanted it to be my song. Uh, a lot of people recorded it, and uh, I'm so happy for Sandy because she's such a wonderful person. And she writes so many good songs. They're not all commercial-sounding songs, but they're just so unique. And um, she actually has a song that uh, I want to record for my next album that she's written that she said she'd hold <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure she will knowing you want to do it turning away was really a departure for you it was really a different kind of song for crystal gale but turned out to be one of your biggest hits oh that's a fun song that uh was a song that a band in nashville i believe tim Kreckle uh -huh. wrote the song and they were performing it and um, we do that. Um, we've been doing that quite a bit lately. Sometimes you'll you'll retire songs for a while and you bring them back out. Well, that one's back out now. <laughs> How about talking in your sleep? That's that's a classic. Well, talking we do quite a bit. Uh, that's a song that uh, Bobby Woods, uh, one of the writers on the song, he had also recorded it and was going to have it out as a single. And it was a great production. I loved the song, but something happened. It didn't come out. So I sort of went to Bobby and said, do you mind if I record that song? <laughs> and of course he did, and he played on the song. And um, I, I'm so glad that um, he let me because it's, it's one of my favorites. I guess also one of your favorites is a magic moment that happens in the studio, both vocally and instrumentally, when both things come together, like the great Buddy Spiker licks on I'll Get Over You, which really kind of helped to make that record, his great fiddle work. Oh, yeah. that uh, Actually, that song we were recording one night, and we recorded the song, but we didn't just feel quite right with it. So we, we took it back in the next day, and actually it just fell right in place then. And Buddy did put his special licks on there, which did make it uh, extra special. And I, I get a lot of people ask me, who was that playing the fiddle? Yeah. And, of course, it's Buddy. The one and only Buddy Spiker, one of Nashville's best. Another... Also, I'd like to say on that song, Janie Fricky uh, sang a really? harmony on that song. 
No kidding. She sang harmony, I guess, on more major artist records in Nashville before she was a star herself. Oh, yes. She's got a fantastic voice of range that's incredible. And um, I'm going to have to see if she'll sing some more with me. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of your great duet favorites was with Gary Morris called Making Up for Lost Time, the duet album you did with him. And that, that was a, a good pairing because you guys, the chemistry was there, and you really enjoyed singing together. It really sounded that way on the record. We did have a good time uh, putting the, the record together. It took us a long time just because of our schedules, but we wanted to go in together in the studio and not uh, Gary put his voice down and I try to match his voice or the other way around. Uh, a few times we had to do that because we both have powerful voices. We were both in the studio, but uh, Gary would sing his part and then I would uh, step up and do my part just because we couldn't hear... Uh, our own self singing loud enough to stay on pitch because we were both singing so powerful. So we had to give and take a little on, on a few of them. But it was something that um, I'm, I'm glad I was part of. Another one of your songs, which may not have turned out to have been the biggest hit in the world, but nevertheless had to be one of the best Crystal Gale songs ever sung, was called The Blue Side. Oh, I haven't sung that one in a, in a while. It is a very pretty song, and it in a way has a quality of, uh, a little quality of brown eyes, not in the sense of, uh, of, of the lyrics, um, but just when you hear it, you think, oh, um, the brown eyes uh, rings a bell. You always had a good feeling for not only country music, but always had a great appreciation for pop songs, which you have included from time to time in various albums, like Cry, which was a hit a couple of years back, Cry Me a River, God Bless the Child, Oh What a Little, oh, what a little Moonlight Will Do, way back in the 30s. And you've always had a great feeling for great, It's All Right With Me, I think you even recorded it one time. I planned uh, to do, start in the fall, an album of uh, the old songs. And I've been saying that for several years now, and I, I've said, okay, this is it. Enough of just doing a, an album for uh, the label. I'm doing an album for me now. Right. <laughs> so we do plan to go in. It'll probably be out sometime next year. That's wonderful because I know that that's got to be one of the most successful albums. It's been proven before with people like Linda Ronstadt, who had a country and rock background, who did so well with all the Nelson Riddle arrangements on those three great albums she did of all the great standards. Well, when uh, I had, I was with uh, Jimmy Bowen, at that time, we had just gotten the okay to go in the studio live with orchestra and do an album when Ronstead came out with hers. And we all sort of looked at each other and said, no, this is not the right time because we didn't want people to think we were jumping on the bandwagon. Because I have been talking about this for years, but you just don't go in and do it without the label saying okay because they, they don't want to just uh, let you go off and do something without their approval. So we had just gotten that okay. I have a suggestion, one great standard for you. When you do the new standard album, it's an old Peggy Lee classic, and I'm going to send you the record okay. called The Masquerade Is Over. I don't know if you're familiar with the song. The name's familiar. I, I cannot uh, place it in my mind. But, uh, but it could be a Crystal Gale number okay. one hit. That's the only reason I mention it. We'll, we'll, we'll put that for future reference. And if it comes out in the album, all the better. Uh, talking about great uh, songs, of all the songs you've done, I know you've done so many over the years, and Every reaction you get on stage, whether it's here at Jamboree in the Hills or in Vegas or in Atlantic City, there have got to be special moments for a very special song on stage which evoke a tremendous response from the audience and probably from your heart, too, because of the memories that it brings back of when you recorded it. Well, of course, uh, no matter where I'm at, Brown Eyes will evoke that uh, special feeling from an audience. 
um, I'll have to say When I Dream is, is one of the songs that uh, brings the people into a special place when I sing the song. What other special things you have planned, Crystal, in the future besides a new album which is coming out? Are there any career plans, things you would like to see happen as far as Crystal Gale is concerned? Well, you know, at this moment, um, just working with my new album coming out, and I have a lot of touring this fall. Actually, uh, my sister Loretta and I are going to be appearing for the first time in September at Harris and Lake Tahoe. Together? Yes, and uh, that we're both looking forward to a lot. And then we're going to um, do three nights in uh, Atlantic City in October. That sounds real exciting. Crystal, I want to thank you so much for your time on the bus. It's always a joy to be with you. And Christus and uh, Catherine just look terrific and wish you all the best with them. I know they're enjoying the road as much as you are. Oh, thank you. I love having them out with me. It's just wonderful to have my family with me. Thanks for being with us. And that's our conversation with Crystal Gale. Join me next week when we'll have a visit with Lee Greenwood. And until then, Lee Arnold reminding you to stay safe and keep it country. <laughs>